Hi, Mike Gibson coming to you live from Sky 2017, and I'm joined by Aaron Armstrong and Mehdi Shishabor. Welcome, guys. Thank well, you. I Thank saw you. the word CPVI. I thought it was some kind of new valve or something. <laughs> Talk, it was a new word for me. Talk to me about what CPVI is. Sure. So CPVI stands for Complex Peripheral Vascular Intervention. And um, the focus of CPVI, uh, which we did as a four-hour session this morning, is on advanced techniques uh, in endovascular therapy and treatment of patients with peripheral vascular disease, both understanding the techniques, but also, also the disease state and the optimal therapies for these patients. And you guys are adapting an interesting new case-based approach to, tr to teaching all this? Yes, actually this uh, born out about two years ago. We did a two-day session uh, where we did a more comprehensive approach. But the, the way this uh, program works is that we present cases without showing the kind of the intervention, just the diagnostic portion of the case. And then the group breaks uh, into uh, smaller groups uh, where there's discussion. Actually, the members in the audience participate in that. And then once that is over, one of the members of the audience presents uh, the kind of the collective nature of the discussion within those smaller groups. And then from there, we then go to some kind of a case-based discussion around that. And then after that, there are a series of presentations where we discuss some of the challenges that were discussed earlier uh, throughout the, the case-based discussion. That must be interesting, you know, if you get five <laughs> PVI guys in a group, you'll probably get 10 opinions on what to do, so it'd be fascinating to see how they came up with the strategy. Absolutely. What are some of the hot topics these days in PVI? How about uh, drug-coated balloons? Are they really penetrating practice now in your sphere? Yes, I, I think we have seen that um, there, as, as you state, there are a number of options for the treatment of SFA disease and popliteal disease, and drug-coated balloons have been available now for about two years, and uh, with that, uh, I think there really has been an advent uh, towards moving towards a drug-coated balloon first strategy among many operators. I think we, we definitely have a number of uh, therapies in the SFA, including drug-coated balloons, nitinol stents and drug-eluting stents, but uh, we did have some interesting discussions this morning about whether to use drug-coated balloons as the primary therapy with bailout stenting versus the role of some other nitinol and vascular mimetic implants uh, for the treatment of more complex long-segment SFA disease. How about laser treatment? That was big a, a year or two ago. Is yeah. that catching on? Well, there is a lot of excitement around atherectomy. Yeah, atherectomy. And, you know, there's a slew yeah. of, uh, you know, devices that are available uh, for that purpose. You know, uh, laser is one of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. One of the challenges has been lack of data in regards to efficacy uh, of uh, some of these tools. Uh, but uh, because of the DCB and, uh, and the interest in combination therapy, meaning that you do atherectomy, you remove some of the plaque, and then mm -hmm. you allow the drug to do its magic and prevent restenosis. So it's a uh, nice combination of uh, synergistic yes, combination yes. of therapies. Yeah. yeah so that, that synergy has uh, created actually some interest in the field, and there are now ongoing studies uh, evaluating the utility of uh, you know, atherectomy plus DCB in various populations. So we are lucky, honestly, in the vascular field because we now finally have a slew of uh, 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 devices and technologies that we can use for our patients so we can be more personalized. Even within the artery, I was discussing it this morning with the group, segmentalized. Mm. So you know, within mm. the same segment, we may use different therapies uh, to uh, get the result that we want. Interesting. How about access? How is that changing? Yeah, vascular access was actually also a large uh, aspect of what we discussed this morning. We had some uh, great discussion around complex access for uh, advanced aortoiliac interventions, uh, whether that involves uh, femoral, radial, brachial, and in some cases pedal access. 
Uh, but then, uh, importantly, there's been a lot of emphasis over the past um, five to ten years on, on the role of tibial pedal access, especially among patients with uh, critical limb ischemia or those with advanced claudication and complex disease. And um, I think in discussing uh, with the group, too, uh, most operators have found that uh, on average around 15 to 20 percent of the time, tibiopedal access may be required in order to cross a complex lesion uh, that would otherwise fail from an antegrade approach. So I think tibiopedal access uh, really has opened up the toolbox towards uh, getting near 100 percent crossing success. Uh, in the majority of cases, uh, we found that that's a primary crossing strategy, uh, but then the rest of the treatment of the vessel is, is completed from an antegrade approach. And that's, a lot of that's related to the devices that are available from a low-size, low uh, four-french or smaller system uh, with tibiopedal access. A few years ago, a lot of our fellows went into you know, PBI. They did a lot of it, got trained. They spent extra time training. Are as many young people going into that now, or with all the structural heart stuff, is that the new toy and the new hot thing, or as many people going in to do peripheral interventions? Well, I think that there's definitely a movement uh, of interventional cardiologists learning the disease, uh, because especially with CLI, is not just being able to cross the lesion and treating it, it's also understanding wound care and how you manage this patient, how do you make the diagnosis, building a multidisciplinary team, working with podiatrists, vascular surgeons, and other specialties. So uh, I, I hope uh, that it is true that uh, you know we have uh, young interventionalists that are interested in this field because as cardiologists we have it branched out. We don't, you know, classically, uh, you know, we did aortoiliac uh, and SFA and we stayed away from more complex CLI or aortic uh, aneurysmal disease. But I think now with folks out there doing these procedures, are the trainees are able to, if they are not offered in their own institution, they can go to other programs, as you mentioned, and get the training to be able to expand in the peripheral vascular intervention kind of training. Finally, are people playing well in the sandbox? Uh, surgeons, interventional cardiologists, interventional radiologists? Is are everyone, is everyone getting along in the periphery? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll answer that contentious question. Yes. Um, I think, you know, wherever you practice, I think there's a, a important value of a multidisciplinary approach because the reality is that if you're committed to treating patients with advanced vascular disease, uh, there will always be patients who would benefit most from either an endo-first strategy, a hybrid strategy, or a surgical-first strategy. And so I think there's a very important role to, to be working together, and there's, there's something we can all learn from each other, uh, whether it be more um, uh, uh, iliac uh, disease that's uh, also aneurysmal, which we can learn a lot from vascular surgeons, or conversely, sharing uh, technical aspects of uh, wire skills and advanced crossing techniques. But I'd also emphasize that the, the treatment of patients with PAD extends beyond the interventional sphere, as Mehdi said, including, I think, importantly, partnering with podiatrists wound care centers, and also infectious disease and endocrinologists to really uh, maximize the medical outcomes of these patients. Because the revascularization is crucial, but the subsequent wound care and, and other uh, long-term patient management, I think, is what really affects their outcomes. True. Excellent. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us live from Sky 2017.